producer. Um, I'm a musician. I um, <clears throat> used to have a podcast on an app called Spearman. Ah. But, but they um, started to wind down their their mm-hmm. audio podcasting and are going into video instead. Ah. And so I moved over to this platform. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be inter- I interview indie artists, like actual bands. Um, so on my experiment, I've interviewed um, like bands, like this band from the um, Bermuda called Heritage, and nice. they, they just did a cover of a of a Drake song. And I have a like an episode where I talk about it on my blogger. Um, <laughs> and I've interviewed like a Canadian artist named Rain, uh, Kendra Erica, so she's like a Billboard dance pop star. And um, DJ Luna, who's like a Swedish DJ, a bunch of cool stuff. And I I produce records and I'm working on record and I I do a lot of kind of like old school analog synth stuff because I'm kind of an 80s guy. So, I mean, I've got like Moogs and Rollins and and I, I don't use what they call the digital audio workstation. I use sequencers and tape loopers and analogs mm. back to real synthesizers which right is like a lost art to some people but there's actually a movement in europe oh, resurgence yeah where a lot of these synthesizers are coming back the, the, the company moog which created mm. you know the synthesizers that like people might not really you know re- recognize that they like moog but if you listen to the chronic that is a Moog Model D synthesizer oh. that, that makes most of those sounds. And most of those sounds were also um, done by P-Funk, Funkadelic, mm-hmm. using Moogs. So most of most of early hip-hop is actually based on Funkadelic, and mm-hmm. they used Moog synthesizers. So, so wow. those, those are analog synths that make that sound. And mm-hmm. everybody who's grew into that stuff you know synthesizers aren't just duran duran and flock of seagulls and stuff like that um, yeah they're, they're used in hip-hop they're heavy bass lines they're u- created by these synthesizers and so mm-hmm. i'm kind of a synth guru <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like a big proponent of people like learning how to get a synthesizer and and using right. it with, you know to to make music because you can do a lot of your own grooves you don't have to right. or you can create your own stuff. Yeah, and that's like the the biggest part of it, isn't it? The the aspect of well like being able to create it on your own. I mean the the opportunities and as well like just the capabilities that we have now in some ways to like go ahead and learn this. And some people don't know that they can do it themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, there's so much I mean like, not putting down the DAW. I mean, if you live in an apartment and you don't have access to you know, a, a, enough room to have a synthesizer, then having mm-hmm. like a, an Apple or a Surface and then loading Pro Tools or Ableton Live or any of those programs or like Fruity Loops or any like FL Studio, you can take mm-hmm. somebody that, that has no musical training and they can get on the laptop and once they figure out how to layer and how to use the soft synths, you can create beats and grooves and you can do it. And, um, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, the bomb squad for public enemy, they use massive amounts of tape loops uh, to create that sound. Uh, it takes yeah. a million, you know, but what they did was, was really creative. 
they didn't do like a vanilla ice, ice, ice baby and like steal like David Bowie and somebody else's song, yeah. And just and then say that's a new song. They they actually have very deep reference points and pulling, you know, they pulled like noise, ambient noise, like yeah. Know, really, they pulled like jazz records that were not well known or old R and B records that weren't well known. And because yeah. that takes a level of creativity that when you sample that's like that, then then you actually create something that's new, you know. Yeah, agreed. Because that there's that fine line between you know just kind of uh, of where it, it is definitely and obviously somebody else's song, and you're just kind of like uh, like inserting yourself, yeah. as opposed to actually you know creating something that is definitely new, like the idea of like taking like the 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 level of creativity and respect I have for those that like are able to kind of just hear something and then just mix like to to take ambient noise and mix it and give it like some kind of that tune or like mix it into some kind of beat that's like a different kind of mind just all in and of itself yeah it's like cool cool like the the equipment today you know there are samplers that let you mm -hmm. record something right so you can take it straight and it's okay i've got exact copy but then (laughs) They let you splice it and slow it down and invert it and turn it around. So I have this sampler from this company called Make Noise, this American company, and they make this um, module that lets you capture like a sample. But when you take it, it can rip it apart in multiple ways. It can take a vocal from the center of the recording and then Mm -hmm. vocal from the end of the recording and then make them happen at the same time. It, it can actually nice. do time warping. It can do inverting and reversing. So what I've done is I sample my own material and then mm-hmm. go back and like rip it apart and slow it down. Let's just say I had something at 160 beats per minute that I drop it down to 40 and then I'll go and invert it and I do all these things and it's not recognizable. It doesn't even sound yeah. like the same thing. And it ends up giving you what you call like a sound source and it's synthesizer mm-hmm. tech, it's like an oscillator. And the synthesizers, the sound source of a synthesizer is called an oscillator. And when you turn mm-hmm. the keyboard to become an oscillator, then that sound can actually be used for the whole length of the keyboard. And so that becomes oh. like a tone. And so that, that sample yeah. can become like a piano or become like a tone that's on a DX7 or a Yamaha or a Korg Kronos or any of these synthesizers once you take that sample and you turn it into a tone, oscillating tone, you can actually utilize it in chords. You can utilize it in melodies. And that actually gives you a lot of capability to do a lot of you know, stuff that's not you know, p- p- typical. And that, that's the main thing. Right. Music. What you want to do is find a new way to do something. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And a lot or- of it is like merging genres. You take jazz, you mix it with hip hop. You take rock and you put it into hip hop. You take multiple genres and you kind of cross pollinate. Yeah, it's it, and you create your own gem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really get it all polished up and everything, refine it. That's what's so it's so cool to to be able to, you know, I, I have you ever just had that moment where you like 
did, well, you probably have, where you, you've spliced something enough and come back to it and you're just like, whoa, that sounded so cool. That sounded so different. I really like that sound. Yeah, so what I do is I use um, what are called digital recorders from a Japanese company called Zoom. And basically, mm-hmm. it's like using a tape machine because I used to use Tascam 4. 